Mike, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, what, what, what's the matter? Yeah, I found the, the, the checkbook of uh, uh, that you've been keeping to kind of uh, track all of our finances. And I'm seeing a surprising lack of funds in order to locate the guy who makes the donuts. Um, and uh, I mean, can you just explain all of this inconsistency? Well, like, I mean, take a look at this. Like, OK, yeah. First of all, I see the checkbook here. But Alex, come on here. What are you talking about? This is like what What do we this is 2023. No one uses pen and paper anymore. This is I don't know where you got this from, but it's not what we've been using. We've been using this, the Baronmo, uh, the, the, the Barenmo, <laughs> the Barenmo. No. Here's the Barenmo account. This is the so this thing that you've been seeing that supposedly tracks the checks bad. Mm-hmm. This Barenmo here that I'm using, that's what's that's what's got the real money in it. Okay, yeah. so it, what the checkbook's like for decoration or something, or yeah, throw I off mean, the IRS or li- what? It's exclusively to throw off the IRS. We don't want we hey, don't want Mike, Tyrone Dickey. Mike, the the DMV called. They said that your check for the the recreationals registration bounced. Um, so we're gonna need that twenty nine ninety nine. See um, from the checkbook. It sounds to me like they're lying because checks are made of paper. And paper is not very bouncy. Adam, just tell them to check out the Barenmo. Don't go, don't tell them. You know, I did because because after our donation to the food bank bounced, <laughs> um, Mike told me all about the Barenmo, and I was like, all right, I believe you. So I, I said that to them, and they, um, they, they screamed at me for a while. Um, it was a very like mob like shakedown, and then they just abruptly hung up on me. Yeah, you so, can't mess with you can't mess with the. Are food you sure bank, guys. you got the DMV's Barenmo username right? The, yeah, it's a uh, DM Barenmo, right? Like that's yeah, because every <laughs> every <laughs> username obviously has to include the suffix Arenmo. That's how it. Yeah, that, that's kind of the gimmick. Your works, username yes. is at Marenmo Ferenmo. Yeah. Um, according to you, again, I haven't been able. I've been looking on the App Store. I've been looking on Google Play. Uh, I, I even went onto the dark web to one of those illicit app stores to try to find it, but I I am not able to locate it. No, it's it's uh the phone. It uses your phone's location services. Um, you, it's only operable within the four corners of Limbrook. Uh, so if you're not in there, it, it's not possible. So I don't know. I, you've been, I don't know if you've been taking the, 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 uh, Winarego outside of the, outside of the boundaries, but you know, that might be it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, a- but I've also come back and have uh been here for the majority of the time all right i don't so, know what you're trying to say or imply here you're playing kind of coy i'm with trying me. to say that when you when you made that god when damn you this is all so complicated that, i'm sorry i'm upset when you went down to the children's hospital and did that big ceremony where you had to you handed them the giant check, and they opened. They were. They cut the ribbon on the Mike F. Wing. <laughs> and then I'm the one that they had to call and say that that giant check giant bounced, and they had to tear down 
<laughs> they had to return all the building supplies, the bricks, etc., for the Mike F wing. And as you can imagine, that's been bad news for several of the children. Okay, so that sucks for them, but also as you can look at the Brenmo, if you scroll down, <laughs> you can see right here. Wait, what is the Limbrook Children's Hospital username on Brenmo? Uh, the Limbrook Chilrenmo. I think that's that's what it's. Uh, Chilrenmo. Chilrenmo. Yeah, yeah that, that, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds right. That, that adds up. I think. Yeah. Um, but you'll see, it's right there, and it says big check right there in big letters. So. <laughs> <laughs> that says big C-Z-E-C-H, like Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, no. Who is that? <laughs> that's, that's Dimitri. He runs. <laughs> <laughs> he runs the... Uh, Dimitri runs the business administration side of the Limbrook Children's Hospital. Uh, so I was paying... Dimitri the big check for the big check so I thought it would be like a clever little line there I mean I get it but I will say this about Dimitri is he's very good at his job because he called me almost immediately to say that your check bounced (laughs) (laughs) there are a few people in this world I trust more than Dimitri but it sounds like there's there might be a miss alright listen guys I alright I'll be I'll have a confession to make with you guys right now Um, confess so you handed me the finances for the um the uh the uh campaign, campaign. thank you mm. and i kind of went and spent every single cent on it on on pastrami's testosterone um but i didn't uh, want to no. i didn't want to like come clean with that so i made a fake uh i made this fake uh, social media money transaction website, Barenmo, <laughs> to try to cover my tracks a little bit here. And that I feel kind of like guilty. a lot of work. To, uh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Mike. Like, I mean, like, making a it, fake checkbook would have been a lot of work. Yeah. But did you like hire somebody to do the code or did you do it yourself? And is uh, that why it's a terrible app that nobody can find and doesn't exist? <laughs> I I did it myself because I can do I can do most things by myself with the power of testosterone. It's all flowing through me. By the way, guys, I've been trying out this elk meat recently. I don't know if you guys oh want to have a taste, but it's really good. It makes you feel really really good about yourself. I'm really starting to not regret my decision to uh, separate you from the campaign. You did a very poor job of that because you said you're fired as a campaign manager. Here's all the money that we've ever made. Go do good things with it. And so you know. I still kind of I've been paying myself under the table. I don't know if well, that's Well, you so know bad. Alex is very superstitious. He's a, a mattress guy when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Um so That is correct. He obviously trusted you and you betrayed that trust. And can I yeah. say your bandolier of elk meat that you've started wearing over your shirtless torso? It is starting to smell. I don't know if you checked the expiration on Yeah, those, no, that's but. That's man musk. That's just, that's how it's supposed to be. This is like the, this is supposed to be, it works like cologne. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's supposed to smell, smell bad. So that, you know, <laughs> you I got it. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I got it. I got it straight from the liver King. Like I bought like uh, $500 with the supplements and they sent this, um, this thing of elk meat with it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So yeah. Well then. And I, I, I will say the obvious of, you know, this whole like Rambo look that you've started 
adopting since you've been you've been going through a lot of the testosterone. It's not surprising to me that pastrami is making you buy your own instead of letting you skim off the deli supply, like with everybody else in the mentoring program that you joined uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, the the whole like macho aggressive man thing is not really working because I mean. Great pecs, great abs, but you Thank famously you. have uh, flat Stanley <laughs> arms, which you've used to your advantage that, in the past. Hold on, a little second. noodles. That's that's very rude because I was, I believe, <laughs> if we, the last time that we talked about my upper body, which I'm a little uncomfortable with the amount of time that we've talked about that on this podcast. But I believe you described me as a Dorito because the legs were the thing that was that was the problem. Well, yeah, so I went well, hard now, on the well, legs. We, and now we you're have telling now me. we have now turned the Dorito right side up. Oh, so and, now I'm just uh, a triangle. Well, yes. actually, it's sort of it's on like it was. Uh, X and Y plane, but now it's X Y Z plane, and it's sort of flat, like this. How do you how do I describe that in words? It's I'm a like laying character. down on the table. <laughs> you kind of look like an anthropomorphic birthday cake if it was like slice of birthday cake if it was completely flattened into a bubbly Dorito shape. Ouch! First of all. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need more Liver King supplements. Oh god, this sucks. The supplements, the um and and the amount of space in the Winnerego that your weight bench is taking up is prohibitive to all of this vehicle's other functioning. Well, so I'll put you, it that way. You told me I Definitely. couldn't do the plates. So I just brought in the bench, and now I just stack the Funko <laughs> Pops. The bench. <laughs> yeah, no, I just no, no I, I put the Funko Pops on top of the bench so I can get up to like the two twenty five range, and then that's that's what I use for my reps. <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was space efficient there, and I'm I feel like I'm not getting a lot of credit for that. Um, I think you're getting a, exactly as much credit for that as you deserve. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, listen. I was going to say, me and the entire other rest of uh, Lindbrook have been consuming this testosterone. So maybe you guys are the weird ones. You ever think about that? Nope. Well, I mean, I've seen how the the testosterone gets made. So I, I personally am not comfortable eating it. I know I'm in the minority. I mean, it it, it is taking off. Um, you know, Limbrook is famously like 90% men. Um so the fact that like men like testosterone is big for business. It's big for pastrami, yeah. Big for pastrami. Yeah. yeah, I mean men don't really get buffed to impress women. We get buffed to impress other men. You coming at me off of my failed Barenmo experience is kind of kind of bringing me down a lot. I, yeah, I, I know I, you're going through a a hard time. Yeah, um, you are currently how how many times have you gone through the witness protection at this point? You I'm were not, Mike D. I'm not Mike legally. E I'm Mike. A First of all, I'm Mike F. I don't know who this Mike E motherfucker is. Um, no idea. But um, yeah, I, I'm not legally at liberty to say for sure, but. Um, it's been a been 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 a few times. We'll we'll just leave it at that. Um, Are you um? Have you heard anything from the uh people whom you you're witnessing is being protected? Have you heard anything from the flat earthers, um, Macron, um, you know, all your antagonists from earlier in the season? I. <laughs> 
I, uh, the the flat earthers are still very upset at me. I, I think I saw or someone named Mike D. I don't know who that might be associated with, but I did see them with an effigy and it was burning. And equally as um, concerning as that is, you know, the flat earthers are a good group of guys, but they're not they're not super cultured. So when I heard some very very angry French coming from their PA system. I started to get a little bit more. It seems that the flat earthers and the French have found some common ground. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information, but it seems to be the case. You think maybe they hooked up with each other at some some place, or maybe they were meeting in the same Starbucks. Uh, the flat earthers had a picture of you. <laughs> The French with your also. eyes X'd out and the French also had one and they're like oh you're looking for Mike D too and they're like who's Mike D we're looking for Mike E and they just it was like kismet yeah yeah it sucks to be both of them I will say that because that is a large bathroom too that they were both able to meet in there <laughs> that, I, that Starbucks should just at this point be reserved <laughs> for international relations at this point oh, I thought you were going to say a bathroom a bathroom <laughs> Mike, you live such an interesting life. Uh, how's your How's your campaign going for for Mister Dicky, or against Mister Dicky? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I haven't checked my numbers in a while, actually. Oh, I, they I were uh, saw problematically the, low before the news. Yeah, I know I was doing okay. You are actually doing uh, surprise. I mean, I think what did we say? We you were at one percent in yeah. the first poll, and now. It Wait, looks like, did we break a hundred percent yet? Not did quite. Did we get the one hundred and one? <laughs> no, oh. We're about we're at about twenty six. So that's that's progress. That I mean, hey. you are becoming a force to be reckoned with. You know, Limbrook mostly being men, men getting buff on testosterone. A lot of you know the the these men being registered Tupperware party members. It's all sort of feeding in. Straight back to me. It, straight it's back fascinating. Because I, I have to be honest with you, I've been honestly flabbergasted with how little I have actually been doing to try and get the, secure this race, and it's really just fallen into my hands, Adam. And in all honesty, I am, uh, I'm, I'm satisfied, but I'm still hungry. <laughs> you know, we, we need, you know, we need. We Mike, need give 70, him some of your elk meat. <laughs> you go. I've gotten so much here. I'll just rip it off of the forearm, the sleeve that I got going on. Here you go. <laughs> Take the one off your ankle that you keep in like the knife uh, sheath. Ah, that one gets dragged through the mud. Yeah. You've been spending a lot of time in the mud, by the way. I wish you would use the doormat that we got for this I, thing. I do. The bottom of my feet are pristine. Um, But your shoes are not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Alex, uh, so you've got some food there, but I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were speaking about a hunger for a non-food sort of thing. Am I wrong or am I absolutely right? Adam, you are absolutely wrong. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shut down, man. No, I mean, I, like at this point, like it really is, uh, I, I'm kind of getting into the race. I feel... As if um, I'm starting to be taken a little more seriously as far as a potential victor of this race. And uh, I think it's time I start debating with the big boys 
uh, a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I think Mr. Mr. Dick Dickless, uh, Tyrone. I don't, uh, that is. is that his full legal name? No, that is what I refer to him <laughs> oh, starting you, now. Yeah, your and, new and, signs are Tyrone Dicky, more like Tyrone Ridicky-less. Yeah. It's like, Nailed it. the, the, the new signs say, don't go Dickless, vote St. <laughs> Nicholas. That's right, ah, because Santa is running. You got fucking... That there's been is a, what we call a connection. <laughs> there's There's been a lot of things happening in the, in this world. But yeah, I keep forgetting <laughs> that Santa Claus is your rare pro tem. We really don't mention it as much as we should, and we never mention it to guests on the show, which you would think well, you we know, would they, bring they up more often. I mean, why why would we mention it? It's like just the most obvious thing right. that's already on everyone's minds. It's like, you know, like you don't start every conversation with like, hey, how you doing? The sky's blue. No, of course not. All the billboards are you and Santa shaking hands, um, pointing and laughing at a picture of Tyrone Dickey. Did you see the one where I'm jiggling his belly? I'm, so, I'm impressed that you got it. I'm impressed that you got a GIF on the uh, billboard. <laughs> yeah, that was, good. that was pretty impressive. It, it, it's like it's it's like old school animation where it's actually like five <laughs> pictures that right, get shuffled that really fast. You've got that guy up there flip booking it <laughs> yeah. like, around the clock. That's that's my flip booker. <laughs> Mike, make sure that his check doesn't bounce, because if you don't see the jiggle and this is the slogan that's on the billboard. If, if, if you don't see it jiggle, it just looks like a pregnancy announcement. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's the slogan that's on the billboard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that guy is going to get paid so long as he takes Berenmo. <laughs> uh, we're going to make sure he uh, does. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of a debate. Um, I think you, remind me, so your platform's um, Tyrone Dickey obviously is running on, let's see if I remember, free dental care for seniors, uh, getting rid of poverty 100%. I know he wants to, like, he's gunning for London's crown as the city with double-decker buses, and he's, this one is a little less popular, the triple-decker bus proposal, mainly because of the number of low overpasses that are in Limbrook. There are several. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. I, well, my newest platform is actually now the quadruple <laughs> stack bus with extra mayo. Uh, it comes with fries. <laughs> I love the awning that goes around it that looks like lettuce. That is yeah. such a classy touch. Yeah, and we got like little, little just like... Well, like we we put like little seeds on top of it mm-hmm. so that we get birds to land on it, and the birds look like sesame seeds. <laughs> well done, um, well done. So yeah, so so it is that. Um, obviously, we want to revamp uh, the town hall, really make it a place where I can just like hang out and be cool. <laughs> um, we want to swole all of Limbrook. That's also uh, that, true. That is actually already going off uh, swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks to the testosterone. You know, it, no issues with that. Um, and, you know, a bunch of other shit. Yeah, uh, as we I wanna, recall. There was a big ahead. one, yeah. Yeah. Tell them, Adam. <laughs> I was just going to say, I recall there being a fairly large component of it that was about celebrating Everybody Loves Raymond. And, in fact, I think you were going to build, and correct me if I'm wrong or tell me that I'm absolutely right, um, a structure or a a sort of meet Dave esque 
office that was Ray Romano's head where you're sitting inside in the control center as a sort of... Uh, as, as, the, as the Alpha Dave, yes. for lack of a better term. Um, and yes, that is correct. Uh, basically, the idea is to create, uh, you know, the mayoral office will be a replica of Ray Romano's head. And in times of crisis, I'm going to have a little button that I could press and then it activates and I basically, it basically becomes a giant mecha Raymond <laughs> that we can use to defend the city. I should have brought that up to the French. I'm glad you didn't, Mike. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, of course, we want to make uh, the whole town like a national landmark uh, enshrining, you know, everybody loves Raymond mm-hmm. uh, as like, you know, a, a place that, you know, is worthy of celebrating. I think it's gaining traction. You know, a lot of people are getting behind your proposal to remove uh, or change the name of what's currently Women's Suffrage Park to Ray Romano Park. <laughs> it's um, what he would have wanted. And again, Limbrook is about 90% men who are currently jacked up on a testosterone supplement. Um, I, I have but no yeah, that's Ray a very Romano, popular proposal. Ray Romano is peak masculinity. <laughs> So obviously, of course, it's kind of like, yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Well, I think it's it's great that you're climbing in the polls. Um, You know, hopefully, if you do get elected, there will be, um, you know, a sort of low effort, um, comfortably paid position waiting for some of the people in this vehicle. uh, You know, in exchange for supporting you, I can't remember what that's called um but nepotism no because we are as far as i know you are not the father of me well you've uh, never done the blood test bro so he well, we I'm have trying. been asking you to do the blood we, test for a while i i am asking i i will do it for you if maury answers my letters uh but he is well, so he, far not responded to me yeah good luck talking to him on any day other than tuesday man (laughs) that's so we ready to talk about the episode um well i was just gonna say i did want to say you know it's a great idea to have a debate and we did just replace the new york times this podcast as the paper of record for limbrook we mm-hmm. successfully ran the old gray lady out of town. So I I say, you know, we bring Tyrone in here and we do the debate here. I mean, we're licensed to do that. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. Tyrone, if you're not a little dicky, you can come on in and we can talk the talk. Oh, right, them's right some, here. Them some fighting words right there. It's it's just it's just how it is. You come on over, you know, come come to my home turf. You'll see that I'm just like any other man. I live in a van with two other men, uh, <laughs> except we all don't sleep here. <laughs> you work just in like a van, any, just like anyone else. Um, for me. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a great idea. Um, so the gauntlet is laid. The you know, I know you're listening, Tyrone. Not just because we're parked outside of your house and we've got the old ice cream man speakers up top. <laughs> But, you know, that's the challenge. No, kids, we yeah. don't have ice cream. Go away. Sorry, the kiss. Mike, give him some of your elk meat. I don't. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I got to spread the word. <laughs> Jimmy, come back. Jimmy, 
He's also going to get the transcribed uh, version of this uh, podcast tomorrow morning on his front porch. Right, of course, because we're the paper of record. People are saying they want more content in our paper, which is truly just a a letter-sized sheet that we print out. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy also wants more elk meat. He'll be coming back. Uh, Are you out? No, but this is mine. (laughs) (laughs) We need more elk. Uh, well, that's the gauntlet. The gauntlet is laid. Um, and that's, I think we'll wrap up the, uh, let's turn the PA off and start recording the podcast. Good idea. I think. That was all Sounds for good. obviously Tyrone's benefit and the neighborhood to sort of embarrass him. And for the paper, that's going to be um, good content. Uh, we've got that, we've got the podcast transcript, and we've got the crossword. How's that coming, Mike? The crossword? Yeah. Uh, great. I just I need um, so it's it's going good. I need a three letter word for uh, deer like animal. <laughs> oh man, I have no if idea. Bear, if but don't use an A. Yeah. Burr. Yeah, burr. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Burr. There you go. Burr. People are gonna get that. That's gonna be it's so a easy. Burr. Yeah. Um, I got it. All right. Let me. Uh, turn on the computer and turn the crank and we are going. Okay. Welcome to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm, hello. Hello. I'm Adam. That's Alex. Hello. And that's Mike F. Hey. Mycicle France is here. Um, and we are the premiere Everybody Loves Raymond Rewatch podcast, and we will be breaking down season two, episode 16 today. Uh, it's called The Checkbook, and I say we tarry no further and we get right to it. What do you say, guys? I, I could, I, I think so. Let's do it. Uh, okay. I can't, I can't wait. I can't, guys, <laughs> I cannot communicate to you how little I can wait. Let's start this thing. Yes, so what we're going to do after the 30 seconds of the show that we've recorded so far is obviously take a break, and then when we come back, we will be breaking down scene by scene, season two, episode 16 of Everybody Loves Raymond, The Checkbook. We'll be right back. Um, Okay, so we're going to get a word for the scene, and stop. Tobacco. 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 Smoking's awesome. Dude, I love smoking so much. I've been smoking since I came out of the womb. Uh, when did you start, Mike? I started smoking, uh, well, actually, my dad is the one that was always smoking. So, yeah, I've been, I've been smoking since before conception. I've been... Since you were a swimmer. Yeah. Alex, when did you start uh, sucking oh. on the old cigarettes? <laughs> oh, I never touched the stuff. When I refer to smoking, I was referring to a different kind of nicotine, and that is the addictive drug that is the Baronis Zone. Wait, 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 hold on. What's the what is this Baronis Zone thing? I'm 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 talking I'm talking camels here. I'm talking Marlboros. This is this is the stuff. Newports. Yeah, well, it's a new. It's a relatively it's a relatively new brand of nicotine where. Uh, it's all digital, not like uh, not like vapes, not like e-ciggies. It's more like, it's literally it's on your phone. Uh, you can you pay one-time payment. It's actually a lot cheaper than smoking. Oh whoa! Uh, I I don't know. Only- Smoking's very affordable these days. In fact, I'm spending less than ever 
I am reusing my cigarettes. Let me ask you this, Adam. Are you paying more? Have you paid more than one dollar for smoking? Uh, let uh, me do a quick calculation. Yes, it looks like I've paid about $16 million to smoke over the 75 years of my life. You're 75? <laughs> and I don't look a day over 72 <laughs> thanks to smoking. So there you go, Adam. Uh, with uh, the Baronis Zonus, you pay as much as you want only one time, starting at $1, and then you get access to the most delectable uh like uh, uh, smooth uh, s smoothest uh tastiest tangiest uh treats that are to imagine ever which is just us three talking about things that are tangential to raymond but don't make it into the regular episodes we remember i mean we do about once a month I mean, you don't really, I, I guess you don't remember because you're always high on nicotine, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, it, it, but, what can uh, I say? It affects me in a, a little different than everybody else. Yeah, it's really interesting, man. So interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's really enjoyable. And you know what? It's how we keep these lights on. So. Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you let me try one? Give me that pack that you're holding there. Sure. Oh, you mean my cell phone? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, fuck you. Buy your own. Well. Yeah. All right. Fine. If I want to get, the, if you're not gonna give it to me, then where do I go? Do I go to like the Sunoco station? Do I pick uh, one up off the ground and smoke it to save a Adam, couple bucks? All you gotta do is go to the URL on your cellular device. Uh, that is postfun.org/slash/donate. And you're gonna be able to uh, to to find your way into the Baronis Zonus, and from there you will have lifetime access to all that we post there. Well, I just signed up. Hold on, uh, let me just suck on this USB-C port here, and oh, I am flying high as a kite. Thanks, Baronis Zonus. Welcome back to Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. Just a quick break before we get into our scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of Season 2, Episode 16 of Everybody Loves Raymond. It's called The Checkbook. I'm Adam. I'm joined by Alex and Mike. Hello. Hey. And I'm feeling good. Let's start, as we always do, with our overall impressions of The Checkbook. Let's start with Alex. God. Raymond, what the <laughs> hell happened? This, uh, I mean, I I loved this episode. I really did. It's really fun to watch someone just could like consistently lose a control of a situation more and more uh, over the course of twenty minutes. Uh, bad day for the uh, for the barometer. Great day for comedy. I had fun. Thanks. I also will say that it uh, it's kind of a stressful watch. Um, I mean, it's not like uncut gems, but it's not far off just watching this man <laughs> destroy his family, uh, their finances at least. Um, but I thought there were a lot of really great moments on it, um, in it, and you know, very funny. A lot of, it was great to see Nemo's again, which I feel like we haven't seen in a while. That's true. Um, we haven't. Yeah, you're right. 
So I, I enjoyed it, but I mean, this is our most, I feel like it's gotta be, and we'll, we'll break it down, but it's gotta be our most like dumb sitcom husband plot so far, right? Yes. It's, it's up there. It really is. You're right. However, this is my single favorite episode that we've seen so far. I was like, you're, you're right. Raymond is fine. Yeah. We're, I guess Lindbergh university did give us the money to talk about how Ray is as a father and a husband. And he does a very bad job of that. But oh my God, there were a lot of moments in this episode that had me cracking up and more than ever before. Yeah, so I thought, I thought oh, yeah. this was a great piece of comedy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll break down, break it down. But yeah, it was, this was a really funny episode. I, I really enjoyed it. I think we're all in agreement then. Yeah. Um, let's briefly touch on though the, uh, this was 25 years ago. Um, and I'm curious about your relationships with your checkbook. I think I write a check once every two years. <laughs> I think the last time I wrote one was to renew my passport or to, uh, I had to get a new passport. Wow. So I had to write a check and put it in the mail and send it to the passport office. Otherwise, I, I, it's just gathering dust in my closet. Mike, what's your relationship with your checkbook? More or less the same. I actually don't even have a checkbook. If I need a check, I literally will go to the bank and be like, hello, can you write me a bank check? And like they'll like that's how that's how little I do it, that it's not even relevant for me to actually have one on my person. Um, the Berenmo, as we mentioned earlier, as well as all <laughs> those other uh, apps that we used to sell money, uh, cash app. Bro- Never mind. I was trying to think of a pun, but it didn't work. But yeah, like, um, that's really... Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, you know, actually, there was a, an actress on this show who, who guest starred once named Linda Cash. And there's the <laughs> Linda Cash app. <laughs> she played Celia in the uh, parenting episode. Um, so yeah, Linda Cash app, which you're trying to get off the ground. Yeah, it's not really going very well, mostly because Linda Cash will not sign on to be a, to be a spokeswoman, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that would change things if she signed on to be a spokeswoman. Yeah, it would, it would, <laughs> but she hasn't responded to any of my emails. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get her eventually. Um, <laughs> but, uh, regardless, yeah, I, the, modern millennial relationship with with the checkbook is non-existent we use credit cards debit cards and other apps to to deal with that jazz yeah alex wow i'm the odd man out so i write a check at least once a month because my credit card i pay physically huh the reason i do that is to try and tame that little voice in the back of my head that uh, kind of like has like a little makes a little happy noise whenever I buy something with a credit card. Like hey, you're not actually spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that constant monthly having to physically write the amount of money I've spent helps me restrict myself a little bit on the spending. I interesting. Do. That's interesting. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I write a I write a check every month. Uh, I feel like I've voided a couple checks here and there. I've uh. You know, been jumping around a lot uh, financially with the mayoral campaign, so I've been having to like you know move a lot of assets. So a lot of places need voided checks for reference. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been I've been uh, actually 
doing quite a lot with uh with checks and i have been for like at like the past like you know not 10 years but close wow um how this is probably uh you know just speaks to the infrequency that i use checks how do you do you like put it in the mail to the credit card company when you pay your credit card yeah. by check wow no i le- i legit yeah i i legitimately just it right in the uh right in the mailbox uh they send me my statement i just fill it out throw it in the mail and there we go huh that's um, it alexa and, and i talk about don't it get mad at me uh occasionally that like because all of your banking is digital these days uh for the most part money that's like on a debit card like in your checking account like that seems like real money vice versa like i have i took out cash so that money is not real anymore and i can spend it as freely as that's I kind of that's kind See, of my that's, issue. that's what i'm saying that's though. kind of my issue is like when i have a certain amount of money in my hand it's like i can spend this 20 dollars, and it doesn't actually count because the money next to the 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 number next to how much money i have does not change when i spend this 20 right. you know um so that's interesting alex i think that's a good system uh, for keeping yourself mentally in, in, engaged. I just, man, I also just like clicking the button that says pay now and then I don't need to think about anything. <laughs> That's, that yeah. is fair. Um, uh, I just, I, I do it now, now more than anything, I do it out of habit. So, yeah, I mean, but generally like we are not writing checks at the grocery store. No. We're not, um, or Alex, you don't pay your rent by check, do you? No, no, no. no. I do that digitally. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I'm trying to think of other uh, Electric bills don't get paid by Electric tech. bills, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, it's a lot less frequent than it was at the time that this episode aired, certainly. And I feel like, I don't have a source on this, but I feel like check usage has dropped precipitously since digital banking became oh, uh, the oh, predominant. Oh, almost certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it it took me a second to like wrap my head around the way that they have to balance the checkbook, the way that they you know have to keep track of money in a lot a much more manual and analog way obviously than we do mm-hmm. where you know it's all connected and it keeps track of it for you and it says you spent this much here on this um it's just an interesting historical change it it is it is you're right yeah um anyway uh so let's get into the episode and uh we'll start of course with our cold open it's the barone house uh in the snow and when i say the barone house sorry i mean ray and deborah's house uh it's in the snow and uh appropriate of course because we are actually this is kind of interesting lining up pretty well with the air dates of this up of these episodes oh this is coming out exactly the Christmas episode, uh, which was thirteen, tw- something like that, something like 13, that. It sounds about right. Two fourteen was a couple weeks ago, either early February or late January. Um, so we are a couple of weeks off from the actual schedule, so it makes sense that it would be snowing. Is all I wanted to say through that long-winded explanation. Glad we got um, there. Yeah, it's winter. Makes sense. It's we, winter. It's cold outside. <laughs> 
We and the Barones will see the seasons change at roughly the same time. Of course, if you're listening to this in the future, who gives a fuck? Um, regardless, the same as watching the shot sitcom. established in his winter time. That's all yeah. that we really need. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Ray walks into the kitchen. Deborah is doing the checkbook. She's balancing the checkbook, and he asks Deborah while she's doing that to write him a check for Sports Illustrated. His subscription ran out. Deborah says he doesn't need a Sports Illustrated subscription because he gets it for free at work. He says he wants one at home. And Deborah obviously finds that to be a waste of money. Because it is. Um, and uh, I wrote down Ray's retort to that, which was like, you don't go out and spend hundreds of dollars on food. Like, obviously realizing that, you know, she's being budget-minded for a reason um, and... I, I thought that was a fine uh, rejoinder until Deborah points out that, you know, I'm being budget-minded, but you're really not. You know, you also bought mm. a new golf bag. Um, so spending their money kind of freely. Uh, so she sits him down, and she explains their budget to him. Uh, and so drifts off immediately. Yeah. This is what she says. <laughs> Once every two weeks, she digs Ray's paycheck out of his pants, pays their bills, services their debt, and puts as much away for the kids' college as possible. And the leftover is their discretionary funds. Uh, Ray finds it way too complicated. You know, doesn't see the need for tracking all this for the the like close management that she does here. And he says, "Why don't you just pay the bills?" Which he immediately backpedals from yeah very 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 not cool sounding of and him. just well yeah. he also just immediately realizes like i just made more trouble for myself than this is worth you can see that like kind of come across his face as he's like yeah, oh, yeah. shit uh deborah i i like deborah's move here to just hand him the checkbook you know you pay the bills if it's so simple unfortunately for deborah that uh, was the wrong move at this point. Uh, yes. As she's about to find out. Um, so we cut to short cold open there. I want to say, this isn't the point, but it bugs me. Because, yeah, he's a sports writer. He should have uh, he should have access to the, to the publications of the newspapers and the articles that are all sports related. But number one, he has him at work. Number two, we see later on he has Golf Digest, presumably several other uh, things at home. Mm -hmm. And also, like, not for nothing, but the library also carries these things. Like, I, like when I was a kid, I would go to the Limbrook Library and get, like, all of these different magazines. Before it burned down. Before it burned <laughs> down, yeah, exactly. Rest in peace. Oh, exactly. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I only had, like, one, maybe two subscriptions uh, for magazines that my parents uh, got me going up. Like, I think Boy's Life was one. Um, I think I, but, like, there What is Boy's... What is boys' the, the, life? Is that erotic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you know me. Eight year old, <laughs> eight year old Mike F was getting was getting erotic uh, stuff in the mail. No, it was the Boy Scout uh, publication. It's oh. yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Why do they call it? This? I don't know. Take it up with. <laughs> I uh, will. That's one on a long list of things that I'd like to take up. <laughs> Problem with the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Problem number one. You gotta change the name of the magazine, guys. This is not... Rebrand. <laughs> this is not what it's supposed to be about. What's the other one? You got Boy's Life and I, what? I'm trying to remember if I got Nat Geographic Kids or not. There was a period of time mm. in which I didn't, 
And I would literally mm. go to the library like once every other week and like take out both like the, the issues and read them cover to cover. Um, and I did that for mm. like for Sports Illustrated kids. And there were a couple other ones. And then I grew up and magazines became, you know, published on the Internet and I didn't need to do that anymore. But back then, all I'm mm. saying is that was an option, Ray. You could stop by the library on your way home, pick up the thing, read it, read it at night and then, you know, just return it wasn't a big deal that's all that's all that that is it does seem like part of ray's impulse is that he doesn't want to leave the house um or have accountability like i i would imagine if he gets it at work he would have to return it to work true at a certain point and same for the I, library i think the the final destination for the sports illustrated in his mind will be the bathroom true and or his bedside because we see him reading or his yeah. bedside yeah uh so I think it's it's driven more by laziness than any... Like, I don't see... First of all, I don't see Ray going to the library in general. Um, but going to the library to pick up a magazine, I feel like, is too far for Ray. It is a good... You know, you always forget, at least I do, that the library exists. And obviously doesn't here because it burned down. Um, but... The library is a wonderful resource. I mean, free books. All you have to do is sign up for a card. Isn't that great? Yeah, for no Thanks, price. Thanks, Ben Franklin. You just gotta, that is awesome. You got to dox yourself, but that's about it. Well, to the library people who are famously, yeah, I don't, you know, they keep it close to the them. vest. Obviously, <laughs> these ones didn't in Limbrook because, uh, you know, as the investigation bore out, they, <laughs> it was the librarian. <laughs> Everyone thought, no, it can't be the librarian. That's too obvious. Uh, they brought in that detective. Um, I can't remember his name. Is Rob Reb Reba Reba Barone? They brought in Reba McIntyre <laughs> in her short, yes. short stint as a uh, as a as a detective. Right, because uh, she was doing that documentary that or docu. Well, I don't know if you would call it. It was on Discovery. Uh, that series, uh, the Reba McIntyre mysteries. Uh, so she came in, she grilled everyone, and she was immediately like, "Well, it can't be the librarian. It's too obvious." But then, when they the forensic, uh, like the arsonist, uh, what do you call that? Like forensic <laughs> fire inspector uh, came in, and they were they discovered in the wreckage that in the librarian's office there was a ton of books how to start a fire how to burn a, a building down how to get away with arson you know the good stuff it's pretty incriminating and you know what else they found in there the librarian's own library card turns out she hated her job all this is to say maybe ray should, yeah ray should go to the library right not yeah exactly <laughs> but he doesn't and we uh no ray is a not. selfish fool we cut from our we go to our anti-gravity opening obviously and then we cut to we're back at nemo's it's been a while um i don't remember when we were last at nemo's i could look it up um was this the the waitress was this the same it was. waitress as that was a one episode it was yeah. um yeah except now she's fed up with everybody there, yeah she's which, done good for her um, good for her rightfully so I did love Ray's intro line of he comes in and is just like, hey, Nemo's health inspector. <laughs> that freaks out a little bit. That was a great, I thought that was great. It really yeah. sets, yeah. The to sets the tone of the restaurant very well. Yeah, and Nemo's just like, don't do that. I just like, <laughs> I love that so much. 
Um, yeah, Joseph V. Perry and Tina Arning are back as Nemo and Angelina, respectively. Angelina, who in season one, episode five, um, was being sexually harassed by all of our main characters and supporting characters. We feel for Angelina, obviously, but... Um, I'm glad she's not taking anybody's shit anymore. That was that was kind of good to see. Yes, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nemo's... Ray walks in... Uh, health department, Nemo almost has a heart attack. Uh, Andy is sitting there, and he goes and sits next to Andy. He's got his folder of bills, uh, you know, managing the finances. He says he's got a letter from the electric company telling them that they're turning off their service. Um, And he says to Andy, like, Andy's like, why are you handling the bills, first of all? And he says he's trying to show Deborah that it can be less complicated. Andy has a good line in response. Yeah. No, no electricity is less complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we, we find out that uh, Ray has bounced 14 checks and has been charged $300 in penalties. <laughs> Much simpler. And is $3,000 overdrawn. Um, it's just like, he's also only had the checkbook for a month and a half. And he's like, that's literally, that's over two checks bounced a week. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not more than $300 of uh, fines, to be honest with you. It's, it's really, it yeah. is impressive. I feel like it is impressive how quickly and how egregiously he did it. I think I might, you know, make a mistake or two. With the checkbook. That's one thing. But That's one thing. Continuous oh, and um, not learning from them also uh, mistakes is pretty bad. Uh, he tells yeah. Andy. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't see them as mistakes. His only line to Andy is, why are they sending me mean letters? <laughs> uh, he, he explains to Andy that he paid his visa in full, um, paid off all of the debt instead of making a partial payment. Um Andy tries to explain to him why that's not a good idea, tries to explain to him basic finance, uh, and Ray kind of drifts off again. And he, Andy is like, were you even listening to me? And he says, I got accrued. Um, <laughs> and My God. yeah, so he blew up their finances in six weeks. And Andy tells him, he, Andy gives him good advice and tells him to give it back to Deborah. Uh, and put $3,000 in your account ASAP. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ray, for whatever, like this is the the choice that Ray makes in this moment is the reason that he's such an idiot in this episode. He says, I'll make a fake checkbook. <laughs> and I thought at first that that was a joke. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No, that, was just, that was a solution. Uh, yeah. No, his plan was he was so embarrassed to tell Deborah that he fucked it up that he was willing to just accept the consequences of, of <clears throat> yeah, we don't need electricity or cable or anything like that. And I'm just going to, yeah, I just, I'm with you, Adam. It's one of those things where it's like it solves the lowest priority aspect of the of the mm-hmm. idiocy that has been created. Right. Yeah. It's uh, just like pathetic. Like, this is like that one split second decision that just kind of like trade. It wasn't split second. Forward. He had to think about it. Go to the bank, get another checkbook, write fake ones, rip them out, tear them up. Like there's a lot of planning that went here. This wasn't a split second. Like I'll tell a quick lie. Yeah, no, he he. This was a mastermind plan. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm surprised the bank gave him another checkbook <laughs> given his recent behavior. <laughs> That's also true. You're you're cut off. Please leave. Um, Is that something that the bank would do, or are they saying, "Hey, this guy owes us three thousand dollars. <laughs> Maybe we should just let him dig his grave even more." Deposits only. That's yeah. what they would probably lay down in such a case. Um, yeah, it's just it it solves absolutely nothing. It. Um, it really is only motivated by his ego, which is terrible. And as we find out, like he's willing to, t- you know, borrow money from Robert. He's willing to go through all these hoops instead of just telling Deborah, "I messed up. Please help me fix this." And you know, I will stop pay spending money so that we can make up the amount of money that I lost, uh, which would be a better solution. Um, but no. So we cut to Ray in bed reading Golf Digest, like you mentioned. Um, Deborah went to the salon uh, and she got her nails done. And uh, Ray asks how much that was, suddenly concerned about the finances. Uh, that's like a buck a nail, he says, when uh, she tells him it's $20. I'm starting to which think is it's true. I'm starting. No, it's not. Uh, you yeah, have nail. nails. No, oh, I thought I thought she only got her like hand nails done. I didn't think that the pedicure was included there. I read it as a manicure, not a pedicure. No, I think it, it was all nails. I thought that was because she does show him. She doesn't she show him both? I believe oh, so. Okay, I thought that was the joke. I thought the joke was that he can't even do that basic basic arithmetic. <laughs> I thought that's what I thought. The yeah, never mind. Okay, I think the joke is his hypocrisy. At, interrogating that, her spending yeah, when he has blown up their finances. That too. I thought it was like a double um, layer kind of thing, but yeah, no. Okay, I stand corrected. Let's go back. We'll do a cut where we dub over <coughs> and we'll have him say, that's like two bucks a nail. Yeah. And then yeah. that that joke will work on levels. I feel like that would be, yeah, uh, yeah I'm with you. Deborah is surprised that he is on top of their money, uh, their finances, and he... Taking the only two words that he remembers from Andy's lesson, he tells her, I'm reconciled and accruing. Um, He offers to show it to her, the checkbook, um, and this is when we find out that he really did make a fake one. I don't think he should have offered to show it to her. Um, That was, I mean, he's sort of asking to get caught at that point because... She either believes it or don't, and if she believes it and then later finds out that he made another one, as she does, then she knows that he was being deceitful. I mean, like, I mean, when you lie like that, you're honestly, like, you kind of, like, are immediately in the boat of, like, assuming they're already onto you, so you try to overcompensate. So, like, as for what a liar would do in that situation, it didn't seem out of place to me mm. yeah, Alex would it, know it makes sense it tracks yeah it did, you, did, you were speaking from a place yeah. of authority there yeah I'm a politician <laughs> I know well right. said well said hopefully <clears throat> um yeah he offers to show it to her which yes tracks for his patterns and his behaviors uh, as a liar um but is a mistake I think in the long run um so he takes out the fake one he hands it to her. She looks at it, um, and he says, everything's balanced, paid in full, except the visa. You don't pay that in full. Um, what an asshole. Um, 
<laughs> Deborah is in disbelief. Well put. Uh, she's looking at she's she says this is beautiful. Uh, she's so impressed by his organization. This is, yeah. Um, and this she's, is when she starts yeah, breaking down and crying. I'm just like I've been under so much pressure, and he just doesn't even flinch. At like, well, some people just don't have the talent. I'm just I like, <laughs> fuck you, Raymond. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and she's surprised. You know, she says, uh, "I'm surprised it wasn't a huge pressure for her, for him." Sorry. Uh, and he says, "Well, there's some pressure for me." Um, <laughs> and I thought the button on this scene of him reaching to yeah. turn out the light just That's as the, their power gets the, cut off is like the best yeah. gag that we have seen. It was very well the, done. One of the funniest things. Like it was so. That I laughed out very loud. Well yeah, I, so fucking funny. That was great. Um, yeah, he reaches for the light to turn it out just as their power gets shut off. Um, and then we cut. And I could, yeah, go. You could, you could see like the mental process on his face where it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's a tomorrow problem. Hmm. Um, we cut to Robert. So back at Nemo's, Robert is meeting Ray there. Um, I think he also tries to talk to Angelina and she ignores him. Good for her. Um, Robert saw Ray sneaking out of the house at 5 a.m., to which Ray replies, stop watching my house. (laughs) Fair. But Ray says he went over to the electric company to pay the power bill. And I love Robert putting together or assuming, oh, you're having trouble paying the bills. Did you get fired? And like the smile that rolls across (laughs) his face when he- The little smile. Um, that was, yeah, that wasn't even so little, honestly. <laughs> he was just just a, just waiting for Raymond's downfall so gleefully. Yeah. Uh, Ray sort of, you know, no, no. He asks Robert how living with the parents has helped him put money away since the divorce. I like that Robert immediately shuts down any idea of Ray moving in. We have a very delicate <laughs> ecosystem over there, um, which, you know, as I think we've seen that, honestly. Yeah. Um, their dynamic is very fraught. Um, but Ray's like, no, I can now see, you know, I can see the upside of a man living with his parents. You know, you don't have to pay rent or you don't have to. I I don't think Robert pays rent, as we learn. Um, no, no, because Frank's bitched. A, yeah. Frank has, like, been upset about that in the past mm. and has, like, talked about how Robert should be paying rent. Right. Um, and definitely does in this episode, but, uh, yeah, Robert says I've put a little money away and this is when Robert or Ray asks him if he can borrow a little money, Robert just savoring the moment, you know, this is him. He has shifted into the high status position and Ray's in the low status position, which so rarely happens. How much he says very, um, sort of generously, how much, oh, come on, how much, uh, Ray says $3,000 and Robert, uh, <laughs> Robert's two guesses are gambling or cocaine. I just wrote down cocaine motion. He sort of mimes, you know, uh-huh. touching the side of his nose doesn't as if he, to snort cocaine. Doesn't he also imply that Ray got someone else pregnant? Yes. That's the next thing. Oh, okay. uh, I thought that came before Ray, the implication of drug use. Ray says that he's having trouble paying the bills uh, Robert asks if Deborah knows, and he says, "No, no, she doesn't know." And that's when Robert says, 
you get a lady in trouble, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that these are his first guesses. Well, he's um, also not seen, just sheer incompetence. He's seen all of it because he sees that on the daily basis. He's the cop. He sees the uh, everything falling apart. And he just wants so badly to see his brother on the other side of those bars. Not like I don't think he'd take Lee in it. I think, he, but I think that a little bit of Schadenfreude would go a long mm-hmm. way for Robert right now. <laughs> um. He asks why Deborah can't find out uh, and answers his own question, guessing that she's the one with the problem, the spending problem. Ray takes the longest pause, and then I love that he has to, he snaps the breadstick, and that's when he lies and says yes. Uh, and Robert, you know, fills in the rest of the details for him. He thinks that she's a compulsive shopper. Uh, you know, running up the credit cards and he's happy to come to the rescue. Uh, He really savors being the hero in this scene. Um, So we cut from there. Ray is pacing. Needless to say, Raymond sucks for for, for doing this to Deborah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, we don't need to say that. Throwing her under the bus. That ain't cool. Big, big suckage. My God. Especially given... His family, who he knows very well, and Deborah's relationship with his family. What a dick move. Yeah. Uh, Huge dick move. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen him throw her under the bus this badly since the pilot when he uh, blamed Deborah for disinviting the parents from her birthday. Um, and then again in the letter, he tries to head off the conflict by telling them that she's an alcoholic. Um, he, he doesn't throw her under the bus too often to like be a persistent problem, but when he well, does, when he does, it's bad. Yeah. He does it in a it's big way. It's really bad. It's really rough. Um, okay. So Ray's pacing his kitchen. Marie and Frank come in. Uh, Robert had to leave, uh, to get to work. She has, Marie has Robert's envelope full of money. Um, and he told them about Deborah's problem. Uh, also, I mean, listen, Robert's a good guy in this episode. He's genuinely trying to help his brother and his family out. So on the same token, what the <laughs> hell are you telling Marie for? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that is sneaky and underhanded. Big, yeah, I think he's move. just so excited to gloat about Ray being in a I, I mean, it's not a, I I I could also see it like I could see the scene itself playing out where Robert comes home and then Marie's like kind of instantly like something knows something's up and she kind of gets it out of him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can see that also having been the case. Yeah, that it's does. Like, I can picture that very easily as well. Uh, that's a good point. I'm sure that's what happened actually come to think of it. Um, so, yeah, he told them about Deborah's problem. Uh, Frank actually looked inside the envelope, knows it's $3,000. He says he's surprised that Robert has that much to throw around. He should be paying rent and buying groceries. Um, he, he, they sort of sidebar for a second and Frank, you know, he is cutting costs. He announces cost cutting measures and, uh, he and Marie argue over solid white tuna versus what's the other kind? Chunk? Chunky, chunky, yeah. yeah. Chunky tuna. Uh, I don't buy tuna that often. Um, 
And Marie is distraught about this. <laughs> I love that her line, it's my one luxury. <laughs> <laughs> the nicer kind of canned tuna. Um, but getting back to the topic at hand, Marie tells Ray that she's always suspected Deborah's been out of control. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ray, you know, has an opportunity here to set the record straight. Does not do that. No, he does uh, not. Not the least. He's in too deep. He's not going to do it. As Deborah comes downstairs with the kids, and she asks Ray to borrow some cash um, at like the worst possible moment for everyone involved. Um, Ray says, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't have any cash." Uh, fr- uh, Dad, do you have any cash? Asking Frank. I love Frank's read of putting his foot down intervention no <laughs> no <laughs> and then <laughs> ray is she's like uh, just give me a check then and ray gives her a blank check and the look of shock and horror <laughs> <Of Marie> face. <laughs> so is so funny and then she leaves with the check also the also the very unfortunate kind of just throwaway small talk line of just like ooh a blank check maybe I'll stop by Tiffany's on the way home just oh, like yeah. Cut. Not really that funny, but just in the context, it's just like Deborah, you're digging yourself too deep here. Oh my god! You can imagine like Marie's perspective on that, just seeing her as like this she devil. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly uh, bad timing, but of course it is all still yeah. Ray's fault. Um, Ray Hugely. races out because he needs to deposit Robert's check before Deborah can cash the check that he just gave her. Um, and then we linger in the kitchen for a moment. Marie says, I told him she was too pretty for him. And Frank, never missing an opportunity to insult his wife. Thank God I didn't make that mistake. <laughs> I mean, a it's a joke. funny joke. It's no, incredibly it's bad, cruel. But it's funny. But that's a great like yeah. vaudeville like line. And then um, we proceed to cut to the bank and in e- easily... My single favorite, like, uh, uh, montage scene that I've, my single Mm -hmm. favorite sequence that's happened on Everybody Loves Raymond to date, the silent scene of Ray, of desperately trying to get to the front of the ATM line while he's looking in and seeing Deborah and the kids in line. Oh my God, how funny that was. Yeah. This scene makes this episode great. Um, You know, all the other strengths of it aside and it really overshadows any of the weak points that are here it's like this is such a creative um well executed scene you know bending the format a little uh doing this silent scene and it is really a um like Mm -hmm. it's chaplain-esque with getting the cops involved Mm -hmm. and some of the physical gags it's like really really great um makes this an exceptional episode we see, uh, and this whole scene is sort of has a bed of uh, <laughs> like elevator music underneath it. Um, we see Deborah in line at the bank with the kids. Ray walks up, sees her from outside, and gets in line for the ATM. Uh, there's an old woman there using it. This is, by the way, Martha Faulkner, <laughs> whose only other credit. <laughs> Her only other credit is the Robin Williams movie Toys. You know um, what? Which is you know, you know what? Yeah. That's a good career. If you get to work with yeah, Ray, that is. Ray uh, Romano and then later on Robin Williams, you you call it there. I'm with you here. Good job, 
Oh, other way around? Yeah. Flipped. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, a step down, but still, you know, high on the For staircase. Sure. Um, mm. So he's trying to cut Martha Faulkner uh, as Deborah is getting closer and closer to the tallest teller I've ever seen in my life. This man, I, I don't... It was pretty tall. He's incredibly tall, That didn't, that didn't cross my he, mind. Oh, no, he's he's statuesque. Um, hold on, I'm just going to check to see if he was credited. Um, and if so, if we can pull up a height. Oh, yeah. Tall banker. Tall banker. Um, no, he's not credited. Um, I guess, you know, he doesn't have any lines in this, but neither does Martha Faulkner. I guess he wasn't in toys. Uh, yeah, so Ray is trying to cut this woman get to the ATM as Deborah is getting closer and closer to the teller. Um, the ATM, uh, what happens? So he cuts her, uh, and then the ATM, does he put his pin in wrong or something? I wasn't exactly sure what happened there. I assume that that's what was going on or otherwise they didn't take the check or something like that. Right. Because it just didn't work. Like he entered. Yeah. There was some, something weird happening there. I didn't pick up on it. He tries Mm -hmm. it a bunch of times. Um, and then the woman leaves and goes to get a cop. And this is where it becomes kind of Chaplin-y. Uh, and of course the cop happens to be Robert, Mm -hmm. uh, to come and intervene. Which doesn't make sense because it's been previously established that Robert works in Manhattan, but at the same time, whatever, you know? Could have been on his way, stopping for a donut or something. Yeah, we don't know what else is in that Yeah, you don't know. Um... Yeah, that is odd. That's a good point. Um, Doesn't maybe matter. He it was, was funny. <laughs> maybe he was leaving early that morning because he had to cover a beat cop's shift at the ATM uh, in Limbrook. But uh, yeah, so she goes to get a cop. Cop happens to be Robert. And Robert, of course, you know, is trying to help Ray out. Uh, they sort of, you know, work on the ATM a little bit. But then a metal like gate starts to close on it um and it shuts on them and they start you know hammering on this thing (laughs) kicking the wall (laughs) um the set design i don't think was ready for that because you can see the wall shaking this brick wall (laughs) as they kick it um and then another cop shows up and uh they he and robert sort of chat for a second uh, and then they both take Raymond away. Um, and as they do. And then we see Deborah noticing that Ray is getting arrested from inside the bank. There was a great moment in which Ray is being carried by Robert and the second cop that Alex is about to credit, or Adam is about to credit. Um, and then he just makes eye contact with, I think it's Michael. <laughs> and just like that moment of him just looking oh, yeah, up yeah. and seeing Deborah and everybody in the bank staring at him was really, really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So good. Just a great little sequence of physical comedy. Um, the other cop is actually a cameo by Ray's brother, Richard <gasps> no Romano. No kidding! No way! That's right, his real-life brother. Um, who, hold on, make sure I get this right, Richard A. Romano is was a real NYPD cop, um, obviously, but he's also been... A screenwriter. Um, he wrote a movie called The Investigator, uh, and he he's actually been in just about every one of Ray's projects. It looks like, including Men of a Certain oh, that's Age, great. Um, 
Welcome to Mooseport, which we should watch at some point. Baronis. Uh, I don't know anything about yes. it, but Baronis. But Baronis. All of everything Ray's appeared in. We'll do one for Ice Age too. Every that Ice could be Age like movie. a mini series. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Richard Romano makes a cameo as the second cop, um, and they carry Ray away. Deborah sees it. We cut to the kitchen, and Deborah is fixing the disaster. This is like later that night. Deborah's at the kitchen table. Ray comes downstairs. He's he asks her uh, if she's ready to go to bed, uh, but she's fixing his disaster. Ray mm. apologizes. He asks if he can do anything. Um, Ray uh, Deborah says, "Ray, when you're on the Titanic, you load the lifeboats. You don't stop to yell at the iceberg." <laughs> Which is a great metaphor for yeah. life with Raymond. Um, Deborah doesn't understand, uh, as we didn't, why he put so much effort into a fake checkbook rather than doing the real one. His excuse is he stinks at numbers, but Deborah points out not when they're golf scores, uh, which is mm. true. And Ray comes around to understanding why the checkbook is important, and he says he appreciates what she does here. Uh, she says, you know, you've never said that before, that he appreciates her. Uh, and he says, remember our wedding night? So I guess that's the last <laughs> time he appreciated <laughs> none, of the other, none of the other good old sex. But Only the wedding night. That yeah. night, yeah. Uh, right. She tells him that he could say he appreciates her more, which is kind of the fundamental issue. Uh, that's I feel here. like there's, I mean, that's what they want us to take away from it. But I'm going to be real with you. There's so many other issues happening here. <laughs> That's true. Right. But, you know, it's good to start with stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But also, like, yeah. fraud. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> Gross mismanagement yeah. of funds. Um, and Deborah says, you know, there's just one thing. The real and fake checkbook aren't adding up. And Ray says, oh, you know, it might be, and he pulls out a third checkbook. <laughs> which, which, again, good is another comedy. one of my yeah. favorite moments of this episode. Just the reveal of checkbook number three. Is- <laughs> and also that he didn't even tell her about the third one when he got caught he about even, the second one. He didn't even tell the audience about it. That's like, true. That's we didn't even see that. Um, but he says he bounced a check in the fake one. Uh, and Deborah says, which one? Just as the lights shut off. And Ray says, that one. I love that <laughs> Me button. Too. Me too. That was, a good, that was a good one. That was the end, right? No, there was, the, was hot the hot close. close. Well, what was the hot close? Tell the, me about it. The hot close was uh, Deborah is is folding laundry and then Marie knocks on the door. She opens it and Marie says, That's right. Marie goes, oh, Deborah, I'm sorry. It's when, you know, I just, I got this other credit card in the mail. I'm not 100% sure if it's real or a scam. Could you <laughs> hand me your uh, credit card so I can compare? And Deborah's oh. like, oh, yeah, sure. And hands it over. And she and Marie takes it, looks at it, y- turns around and yells, Frank, now. Frank comes out with scissors, cuts it. <laughs> half cuts the credit card in half says this is for your own good and they both book it right as <laughs> ray enters the room and deborah gives him the death eyes and i believe his line is oh yeah one more thing or something, something <laughs> to that effect <laughs> wow it's such i love that that pays off that's so great yeah, um too. 
So that's the episode then. That is season two, episode 16. It was great episode. a great episode uh, to us and a terrible chapter in Raymond's life. Um, <laughs> just how terrible we'll have to turn to our patented barometer to find out. It's the scale from one to 10 on which we rate Ray's performance as a husband, brother, son, father, um, uh, uh, I can't think of any accountant, um, <laughs> you know, basic person living in the world and managing their finances. Um, so Mike, where, oh yeah, did I say the one being the bad no, man? Uh, one bad, two good. One bad, two good. Nope. One bad, ten no, one good. one bad, ten good. <laughs> <laughs> One bad, ten good. Mike, where is Ray coming in for you on this episode? Oh my god, so bad. Um, like this is this is one of the few times that he actively does real tangible harm to his family with his antics. I'm gonna be incredibly generous here and give him a two point five. Wow. I, I can't I can't justify giving him any higher than that. They didn't have uh power a few times i'm presuming the water bill had the same issue <laughs> lying to the wife like we said fraud gross mismanagement of funds uh etc it's just it's bad so you know like i said two and a half locking it in right alex it is cartoonish how awful he is here it is to a point like mike said absolutely like this this is worse than what he did at the funeral because this hurt his family in more than just like, you know, embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Like it like he he lost a lot of money out of his own arrogance and tried to cover it up just to kind of support his own ego. Uh too. Okay. Uh yeah, I agree it is um it is perhaps his worst performance to date. I mean, and if you break it down by like his different roles in the family dynamic. He is horrible to his wife because he lies to her and ruins their finances. He lies to Robert, lies to Marie and Frank, and in doing so is even more horrible uh, to his wife by throwing her under the bus. Um, I honestly... There's, there's really no redeeming quality to Ray in this episode. I mean, what does he do right? Apologizes, that's about it. He apologizes and says he appreciates his wife. Yeah, that's about it. I I he doesn't cannot, even he doesn't yeah. even try to bone. So it's he does it's not even That's true. You can't even say it's good to swap. He doesn't us even get the, yeah. the bonus. It, it is a pun. The bonus. <laughs> we, we, we did um, it. We got it. We got it. Call the episode off. This is the last episode of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Everybody. We're not topping that. We're done. Um I I there must be a worse episode, but for now, I got to give him a one. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. ELR, EL, ELR history. I don't think that there's any redeeming quality to, to him here. Yeah, no, I mean. That is the first one. He's not, That's true. He's not actively violent. That's the one thing that I was like, I can't give him a, him a one for that. That's true. I don't know if we will see him be violent. He's not. He's not a violent guy. But that, I just wanted yeah. to explain my logic of why I had to give him something, you know? Right. Uh, what's the average, then? The average comes out to a 1.8 for this episode. Wow. 
That's a record. That is a record. That's an all-time Yay. low. I think that's more than a point below his previous all-time low, which yeah. I think was in the threes. There's no way that he ever dipped into the twos before. So, yeah. So, what is the lesson, then? Do not... Lie. Uh, lie. Do not... Do not pay the visa in full. <laughs> it's just communication communication Fucking communication um recognizing that you don't know how to do something and you know not being prideful just let deborah handle it or make a serious attempt to learn how to handle it so that she doesn't have to work so hard on it but i mean do not defraud your wife <laughs> destroy your family's finances for who knows how long the ramifications of that were felt i mean from deborah's description of their finances they have pretty set you know pretty much they're dividing raise income in a set way each month it's very highly managed if you take three thousand three hundred dollars out of that equation i got to imagine that throws everything uh you know haywire Sure. It's going to throw a, a big old frowny face into that. Right. For sure. So, you know, do not be like Ray in this episode. Sometimes, you know, be like Ray when he's uh, the gift, the uh, Frank the writer, other good ones. Be like Ray in those. This, if you take anything else from this podcast, do not be like Ray in this episode. <laughs> and that's, I guess, the lesson that we want to leave you with right or if you are going to make sure you record it because it is objectively hilarious <laughs> that's but, <laughs> but uh, you know morally not so good but it is it is quite funny if you're gonna Absolutely. destroy your family's finances do it in front of a live studio audience please. <laughs> if you're going to wreck your family and your children's opportunity at college do it for the vine <laughs> <laughs> mike i have terrible news for you oh yeah what's that uh, I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Um, okay, but for us, look, we're going to be back with Season 2, Episode 17 next week. We promise. Um, you can, in the meantime, check out the Baronis Zonus, postfund.org slash donate. That's an extra episode every month. Fun games, uh, different media that Ray's appeared in. We cover it all. Um, Baron Zone on Facebook, Instagram. More Instagram than Facebook, to be honest, but you can schedule them at the same time, so that's why we have a Facebook presence. Um, Raymond at postfund.org if you want to email us anything. Uh, other than that, uh, Mike, anything to plug? Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Until then, uh, there's only one last thing to say. Our classic sign-off. Everybody loves Raymond. And, and we, we love, love you. you.